0: What's going on fellas, ladies? It's me, Shane, and you're listening to Organic Poison Podcast. Uh, yeah, real quick before we get started, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Look, we've got a lot of episodes. I'm pretty sure this is like episode 70, 71, something like that. Uh, there's a bunch of episodes. I want you guys, if this is your first one to listen to, I hope you enjoy the hell out of it. I'm trying something a little bit different occasionally when I'm doing these shows by myself. I like to try to do something different. I'm trying to practice. I'm working on building something here. So, uh, thank you for bearing with me. Also, like I said, Plenty of other episodes, lots of guests, lots of artists, lots of thoughtful-minded people. Uh, it gets a little rowdy sometimes, and it's fun. Look, I need you guys to go back and listen to them after you get done with this one. Uh, if you guys are ever interested in supporting the show in any way, shape, or form, you can do that. Share it, like it, or donate some freaking money. Uh, yeah, CashApp.com, or CashApp, uh, Organic Poison, Poison with one O, that's P-O-I-S-N, and uh, paypal.com slash shaneiso, that's S-H-A-N-E-I-S-O Look, there's no obligation for you guys to send me some money If you hate the show, you don't have to do any of it Really, ultimately, I just love the fact that you guys are here and giving me an opportunity and giving me a chance uh, Shout out to all those people out there that aren't as big as they want to be Because soon you will be, I promise, just keep grinding uh, Yeah, so thanks for tuning in guys, and I hope you enjoy the show Welcome to Organic Poison Okay, okay, so in in modern sports, there's hardly ever anyone that you could possibly compare to being as much of an icon as who? Uh, Seth Curry? No. Uh, Damian Lillard? Maybe, but no. Uh, LeBron James is like one of the most iconic people in sports right now, Uh, and he has been for a while. I would almost call him like the Drake of basketball. Uh, their, their climb has almost been like around the same period of time. They've probably been, you know. He's been hooping about as long as he's been hollering, if you know what I mean. They just hooping and hollering. Doing a whole lot of hooping and hollering. No, I'm just kidding, but anyway. Last night, LeBron James got into an altercation with a player named Isaiah Stewart. Uh, he plays for the Pistons, I believe. And I didn't watch the game, but I did, of course, see the highlights because I am far too active on social media. We'll talk about that later. Um, and, yeah, man. Like, it looks like somebody shot... I think somebody was shooting a free throw, and then LeBron James jumps up to go for it. Isaiah's playing hard D, if you will. Uh, and then when LeBron's, like, trying to come down, he ends up just smacking this dude in the face. Like, hard AF. Like... Like I'm pretty sure he blasted him with like his elbow, and it's just like it's like a. Which I, I guess I could watch the video, but I'm not gonna make you guys wait for the sake of me pulling it up just so you can't watch it with me. But most of you, I'm sure, have probably seen it already. If you have any interest in LeBron James at all, uh, which is totally understandable. If you don't, I know a lot of people. A lot of people write LeBron James off because they don't like his politics. Well, to you I say, uh, woe is your soul. Because you are missing out on a lot of things if you just allow politics to dictate every single thing. Um, what was your soul? Uh, yeah, but anyway, so this happened. He came down and smacked the dude in the face. Well, dude wanted, after he got up off the ground, he wanted to talk to LeBron. He wanted to, wanted to go up to him and have a, a little convo. And uh, yeah, it, LeBron was not having it. Uh, LeBron did not give a damn um, I think it would be more safer to say after watching the footage clearly LeBron James didn't want to smoke but he was also probably not expecting I don't know after the fact he says that he did it on accident but he probably did it because he was being pissy I mean let's be, be honest if you you watch the video you can kind of see what this guy is like hounding LeBron so you can kind of get why LeBron would be in a mood but in the same breath it's like you playing hard contact basketball baby Going down anyway, so LeBron overdid it when he hit him. He should have got a tech either way, but or flagrant. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know exactly how, how it works, but uh, yeah, so that guy goes up to try to talk to LeBron. Everybody gets in the way. Well, come to find out, this guy wants to beat the shit out of LeBron. Like, he does not want to talk to LeBron. He wants to fight him. So, all the people get out there and they got all the trainers on the court and they got all the the, uh, players out there trying to break it up. And this dude is showing out. I'm telling you, I know on this uh, podcast, I'm always telling you guys that you need to just, man, look it up. But you really do need to look it up. It's an incredible, uh, incredible piece of art watching the two of these people, uh, yell back and for LeBron hiding behind his wall of uh, people who get paid less than him, that was pretty interesting to watch, especially because, you know, you would, you would think that LeBron would be that guy. Now, to be fair, let's be honest, I could sit here and I could dog LeBron out all day long, but, I mean, it's not, I'm sure he, he didn't want to fight the guy, he was just hoping, I assumed that he could bully him and the guy wouldn't do anything about it. But, uh, he certainly was ready and he ran, he tried to run back like two different times, like trying to run past the, the, I don't want to say guards, but the people who were holding him. Well, it took about seven men to drag this man off the court and then he started walking with them and then he hauled ass. When he hauled ass, he was hauling ass back into the locker room. And I think that what they were saying was they thought he was about to run around the actual arena and run to the other side and run back out and go try to fight LeBron. So the security started warning the team players or whatever, like, watch out, this guy could be coming from any direction. Pretty crazy, nonetheless. LeBron James got his first ever suspension. He was suspended for one game without pay. After his altercation with Detroit Pistons star Isaiah Stewart escalated into a brawl on Sunday, the NBA announced on Monday. But yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, he, the guy was bleeding out of the side of his eye, so it wasn't like LeBron just love tapped him. I mean, the guy had blood coming all out of the side of his face. It was pretty awkward. I'm not gonna lie, uh, nobody wants to have to see something like that, especially if it's like uh, your boy. Uh, LeBron James nor Isaiah Stewart are my boys, but it is pretty interesting. I mean, look, if you guys have ever had the chance to be graced with the knowledge of an event called Malice in the Palace, oh my gosh, you've got to look into this. I know know for a fact that most of you guys don't give a damn about basketball. But, anytime there's a good fight, because the thing is they don't have any pads on, football... They get reckless, but, like, they have to work extra hard to hurt each other. Like, I mean, because they're hurting each other anyway. Basketball, of course, it's aggressive. I'm sure you probably feel beat up after playing a little while. But when you play, like, 60 games a year or some shit like that, it's like, hey, you know, you get used to it. And clearly, you get in trouble if you do anything too crazy. With football, you know, like I said, you have to go extra hard. Like, you're doing, I feel like you have to try to, like, bend someone's fingers back in order to hurt them when they have football gear on or like grab their their helmet and just try to like rip it off their head somehow. Uh, but with basketball, it's just straight up like, hey, you know, like they're practically not wearing anything, and the things they're wearing are comfortable, so it's like snug and comfortable. Bam, you're getting fucked up no matter where you get hit. Uh, nonetheless, I digress. Uh, yeah, so LeBron got his first suspension of all time, and he's been playing ball forever. And, you know, supposedly he tried to get this guy's number after the, after the whole squabble and the game was over with because uh, he was going to text him and to apologize to him. Well, I mean, hey, I guess I can't blame him for wanting to apologize because he did start it. Technically, that guy should have just chilled out. But I don't know. Apparently, they're finding that guy like eight hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Can you imagine getting fined eight hundred thousand dollars for something? like that sounds insane like that sounds like a lot of money like well you might as well take me to prison eight hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money i don't really care what you do like whatever your job is for if you if a hundred if eight hundred thousand dollars is not like a big deal to you if somebody just find you that can you please email me because me and you got to work out something you need to teach me how to be like a a better human and make some more money because uh I am no LeBron James and I sure as hell don't have the testicular fortitude as Isaiah Stewart. Okay, so most of us are familiar with a man who died, uh, sometime, uh, two years ago or so, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, uh, I say he died because I don't want to say he killed himself because I'm still not 100% convinced. Now, look, before you start jumping down the, uh, you know, conspiracy theory, uh, debacle parade here just know that i am not the only person who thinks he didn't kill himself there are plenty of people out there who think that jeffrey epstein did not indeed kill himself well since he's dead the closest thing we have to him is this chick named Ghislaine maxwell now Ghislaine maxwell is a uh what's the word i'm looking for she is a crazy broad and now i only say that she's a crazy broad because she has a pretty crazy story now look there's a few documentaries out there uh that about her or about jeffrey epstein as well that include her uh and honestly you could almost some of these documentaries have come most of these documentaries have come out since he's been dead and almost every one of them are just like well uh so the buck has been passed and ghislaine maxwell is supposedly the one who has all the answers." Uh, just assuming that you guys haven't been living under a rock forever, um, I'm sure you don't need all of the the great, wonderful truths and half-truths that are out there online, uh, regarding the two of these people, but Lane Maxwell and, um, Jeffrey Epstein both, uh, lured in young girls for, uh, sexual purposes, uh, sometimes apparently used to, uh wine and dine other popular high class celebrity-ish type people. People of great importance, if you will. Um... Great importance to someone. These people aren't that important to me, but they are figures. I mean, maybe some of them are. The, the thing is, what we're hoping from her trial, which is coming up very soon, it actually starts today. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, it actually started today. I believe they uh, finished jury selection today. I believe something of that something of that caliber. Uh, and yeah, so. We're kind of curious, right, what she is on trial for currently. Like, this is what they are, actually have her on trial for. Which, to my understanding, it should be leaps and bounds more than this. But this is, like, assuming the eight things... Okay. Maxwell, 59, has pleaded not guilty to eight counts of sex trafficking and other crimes. Prosecutors have said Maxwell encouraged girls to give Epstein sexualized massages. Epstein died by suicide at 66 in 2019 in a Manhattan jail cell while awaiting trial on sex abuse allegations. Now, I'm not going into a deep dive on Jeffrey Epstein right now. I'd probably rather have somebody on here with me talking about that because it would be a lot more uh, disturbing and a lot more fun at the same time. But I gotta tell you, it's gonna be pretty interesting to see if there's any crazy names that this woman brings up. Now, obviously, her whole goal is to clean her asshole. She is going to be trying her best to to shuffle through everything she possibly can i mean this operation between the two of them was very well understood and covered deep within like the government and high society if you will people knew what was going on with these people and they were complacent with it uh i imagine that there's an an abundance of people who are probably like i know what's going on over there but i don't mess with none of that so i'm going to not mess with these people undoubtedly they provided something else to the world aside from underage punani so but i'm just curious to know what it is i'm also curious to know how dark of a place that was uh, you know... Over the past handful of years, it's been brought to light a lot more that, like, child trafficking is, like, a really big problem. Like, and I think it probably has actually become more of a booming business over the past handful of years. Well, the thing is, is there's uh, this thought process by some people. I mean, I don't know how deep down the rabbit hole this goes. I've heard so much crazy stuff. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not. But a lot of people think that there's, like, this giant cabal of people. And so, basically, there's anywhere from... These two people solicited a handful of girls to a handful of people. Also, there's the possibility that these two people are very well aware and have helped facilitate this giant, huge cabal of people that just run sex trafficking and drink children's blood and, like, all this other crazy shit. Like, and I say it's crazy because it's foreign. It's foreign to me. I do not think that that is the furthest extreme of that is true but I'm almost willing to guarantee you that it will land somewhere in the middle somewhere in the middle being that that this woman might actually spill the beans on a lot of other high profile people like there might be an actual list We've thought we've seen these lists. We've seen like logs for uh, airplanes. We saw logs for airplanes that were fake. We saw all these different things. We've seen pictures. We've seen Photoshop pictures. We've seen pictures of these people. These people have been in the same room with Donald Trump, like almost every president for the past God knows how long, but also celebrities. There's a direct correlation between him and Bill Gates. Like there's like so many of the world's elite. ...have been involved with Jeffrey Epstein. And only thing me and you know him for is uh, allegedly killing himself and uh, hooking up and providing small children to the elite of the world. He's dead. And his accomplice is Ghislaine Maxwell, which I've said already, but I'm saying it again, just to reiterate that this woman is going on trial this week. So... Uh, after we get, just got through with this crazy, you know, uh, malarkey with this dude, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, I imagine that'd probably be another good conversation to have with somebody on the show. But, uh, you know, after having that case and then now we've got this, this, this is one that I think we can all get behind. You're not gonna have, you know, 13 different angles on this one everybody is says, I want to hear what she's got to say because I want to hear who she's going to expose. But I also want to see this bitch go to jail. Like, I want to see her go to jail. But something leads me to believe. she, You know, she's been in police custody. She was running for a while. Now she's been in police custody. And, you know, I've seen enough movies. Uh, I've watched enough reality turn out and spin a certain way. There's no telling what this is. Like, this could be something beyond what our comprehension of what it is, is. Uh, Something tells me that it's going to be, uh, like, snippets throughout this trial that you and I will understand what they're talking about, and then there will be pieces of this trial that you and I will be like, what is this they're talking about? Like, like it's going to get so lost in the weeds that the public perception of whatever it is, we're not even going to know what the hell they're talking about. All we were are listening to is you know is there a cabal are they drinking kids blood was bill was bill clinton there (laughs) you know like that's the kind of stuff that we are so constantly interested in like is has hillary clinton is hillary clinton a robot like what is it that this woman can provide us for our uh our brains that are ready and you know just capable of only understanding this dramatic aspect of it like because i feel like there's more to it and they're going to take advantage of that so that way they're Well-crafted, you know, jury or something is going to be like, oh, well, it seems like you're going to be okay taking into consideration that you ratted on all these other people, assuming that she will. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think we're gonna be pretty bummed out when she just, you know, names off a couple, a, ha- a bunch of names from these people from these big banks or something. It's like gonna be this select group of like seven people that end up going to prison forever and she's like, oh yeah, well, I'm fine now and I live in Paris. You know, or something like that. Like, no big deal. I'm, I scathed by. <sighs> I just don't see how you could come back from that. Like, whether it be societal, you know, pressure, like, the thing is is like anytime you see a picture of this woman she just seems so unbothered she seems so unbothered by like everything and I'm like how do you live your life being so unbothered knowing that you've done the things you've done now You know, allegedly, I mean, I I guess I don't have any proof, but something leads me to believe that since Jeffrey Epstein had an entire island that the FBI went and raided, I feel like by now we would probably have, they, not we obviously, they would have the information on it. Now, when i say day i guess i'm referring to the same media companies that none of us have any faith in we shouldn't have had any faith in long before now but after the past two years i'm kind of shot on it not gonna lie because they have no problem with burying any kind of information that there is to be buried i mean we the list goes on and on and on take all of your political biases out of it the the mainstream media is definitely full of shit and I mean, there's very large quantities of information about how they had information on Jeffrey Epstein. They had information on – and if the media has got it, I can assure you that intelligence has it prior to that. They allowed this to happen. There's billions of billions of dollars that were ran through and ran out of Jeffrey Epstein and his bank account, and Miss Ghislaine Maxwell was his second hand telling you and he's dead so now we have the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell and it's coming up tomorrow uh or it begins jury selection tomorrow or today may it happened today before you heard this it's pretty crazy I don't really know how to feel about it but this could be uh you know we just went from we just went from probably the biggest trial of this side of our generation hands down but tomorrow's a new day i mean shit this this could turn into one of the craziest things we've ever seen this trial coming up i mean obviously it's not like you know allegedly uh, supposedly she hasn't like killed anybody or anything like that but in the same breath if she is the bearer of knowledge in which we think she is then this is going to be a crazy crazy few weeks like having to listen to this but if the whole thing is just based on her you know hiring people or kids persuading or grooming children to have sex with Jeffrey Epstein then it's gonna be a huge bust but it just all depends on how bad she wants to get herself cleared it's gonna really bum me out if you can see like the parlay of people that she decides to oust are all like political uh, you know I'm sure they'll all be political if in the event that she does oust people but I'm going to be pretty disappointed if she just chooses to oust people who are, like, against some kind like, if it's like, oh, yes, Donald Trump pissed on somebody and, uh, I don't don't know, Bill Gates is actually yay, you know, or something like that. If that's, like, the thing she pulls out, it's like, oh, okay, like, so what? And then she goes to jail for, like, ten years, but she actually goes to jail for one, and then she gets out, and they're like, okay, whatever, thanks for telling us this other information that we don't tell the public that we knew, you know, like, or something crazy like that. It'll be very underwhelming. I'm I'm really hoping that she comes out and she's like, yeah, look, so me and Jeffrey got on this bed one time and we stood over Bill Clinton. We both just shit all over him. And he was like, yes, this is almost as good as my wife. I've been trying to spend some time lately, uh, you know, on podcasts and uh, other things that I've listened to and read, you know, there's been a lot more conversation, especially with this whole, the metaverse coming out with, uh, for Facebook or whatever. Facebook changed their name to Meta, to those of you who don't know. Uh, and then they're coming out with this thing called the metaverse. Well, I'm kinda, you know, it's kinda gotten me to thinking, you know, we've, we've obviously known for a good while that like, like, um social media is like incredibly toxic. Like it's it's probably it, like we all know that it's not good for us. Whether you're sitting there on TikTok and you're just scrolling through, or you're on Instagram and you're just scrolling through, like for whatever reasons, you all have your reasons why you don't need to be on social media as much as you are. Or as much as you were. Maybe you've already made the uh either the exodus, if you will, or you have managed to uh cut back on your your social media intake. Well, I'm going to say just judging by the things that I am hearing and the things that I'm reading and the things that I'm seeing, we're right. We really shouldn't be. We shouldn't be as captivated by social media as we are. Or I guess we should be because it's curated in such a way that it's, it's made to captivate people or keep you paying attention. But I'm starting to learn that this is like a huge, like cycle of bullshit. Uh, without going into too much detail i mean think about this okay now i've had, i have a had i have a son and i my son I, i've always told myself long before i even had a child that i was like i'm not going to be the type of father that just lets him sit in front of the tv all day and then eventually it became i'm not going to be the type of father that lets him sit in front of his ipad all day or be on the phone all day and you learn once you become a parent, and you're like, oh, okay, maybe I am going to let him watch his iPad a little bit longer than I thought I was. I digress. He's two years old. He was, you know, he doesn't look at it that often. He's not that stuck on it right now, but it's one of those things, you know, uh, I guess how they, our parents were with us in TV, <laughs> or whatever it was. You know, most of the people that are my age spent a lot of time outside. We went and hung out outside, whether it was hanging out in the street, or hanging out in the woods, or something of that caliber a lot of you guys went to school i did not go to school i just waited for y'all to get out of school so we could hang out or walk by the high school It was weird i was young weird but but yeah so social media yeah so on one hand i'm like you know what maybe i should just let him keep the tablet in his hand and i should just force that to become some kind of like learning experience from him so he can because it's like hey look at the way the world's going we're just going to go we're going to turn into ipads eventually uh, like we're gonna, like we'll be integrated at somehow. You and me might not be, but someone will be. You know, I, and I'm just like, well maybe we should just let them continue to just learn and learn and learn and be ahead of the curve because we, we can fight it off and fight it off, but eventually, you know, If he wants to be ahead of the curve when it comes to being in the future, he needs to be advanced in different things. And the only way to get advanced in those things is if you've got the right precursors to it. I digress, he's only two. But, then the other hand of me, there's like, you know, there's the part of me that's like, we need to step away from this shit. Like, we need to get away from this stuff. Like, we need to stop trying to figure out how we can get deeper into it. We need to figure out how we can get further away from it. So I'm, I'm definitely conflicted about it. I am conflicted, it's not, my story is, the purpose isn't to necessarily tell you about my fathering experience, but it's more along the lines of like, I don't really know how to take this whole thing. Like, we've joked about it, we've talked about it, you know, and honestly, like, if you take about, if you take out any kind of skepticism, the metaverse sounds like the coolest thing in the world it's literally like a virtual world and you just think about the possibilities of that like we've said that so many different times with different games and different movies and different experiences like oh it's like a whole new world oh it's like you could go into that game and get lost oh you know something like that people go and play skyrim or people who play uh what's it called fallout 4 you know or grand theft auto even uh, Minecraft, all these different games, but now they're literally come, their goal is to come out with something that is almost, uh, different. It's like, it's, it's almost not different at all. You know, from like reality, but it's obviously different because it's digital. Now, like this opens up, apparently this has opened up a whole new, and I didn't think about it like this, but it's almost, it's like the fourth or the fifth dimension. Like it's like a whole different thing. It's like a whole different layer to reality. Now, if you go into this world... Just giving you some rough examples... A rough summary of what we're looking at here. You go into this world... And you walk in... And let's just say it's the white space. My friends used to have a joke about how... There is everything... And then there's the white space. There is everything that has ever existed... And then there's the white space. Well, the metaverse is, in theory... The white space. When you walk in to the metaverse. As soon as you show up, just think of it as the white space. And now you can say or do or type or whatever how whatever however it works, you would like a chair. Well, when you started the metaverse, you started with 800 credits. And you said, "All right, well it's going to cost me, you know, uh 75 credits to get a chair." You pay 75 credits and get your chair. Then you get your painting. Then you go and you share that you just joined the metaverse on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you got a storage container that you get to live in. That's your little home until you eventually gather up enough credits or do enough things like playing slots or, you know, uh, watching a video, an ad, or, you know, like all these different experiences. Well, eventually, you realize that your white space is connected to your neighbor's white space, and then your neighbor's white space is connected to your aunt's uh, white space, and all of these white spaces are actually connected. Eventually, all of these white spaces will be fulfilled with foliage, with uh, you know str- cars, with uh, you know roads, with h- houses, bigger storage containers, um, businesses, all within side of the metaverse. I'm walking down the street in the metaverse and I see, you know, Jack Trim's house right here and I see, uh, you know, your, yours, you that are listening. I see your house and your house and right down the road from our house is a gas station that is inside of the metaverse where we have to take our vehicle that we bought inside of the metaverse for 2000 credits and we're driving it, and we go to this gas station where we can also go in there and we can buy knickknacks. We have special limited edition knickknacks in this gas station in the metaverse. Uh You know, you drive down, you go watch a game. There's a game in the metaverse. You're watching people play games. It's just like all of these – those of you who have played video games, it's like there's a lot of precursors to something like this, right? Even if you go into say like how 2K Online is. Or how 2K Online has become, which, I mean, there's obviously, you know, a catalyst to all of that type of, you know, whatever. But we're looking at, like, virtual currency. In all video games, we know that's a thing. You know, uh, pay-to-play phone games, for sure. But, like, think about this on a, an actual new scale. Look at the city of New York. You're walking into New York, and there's just business everywhere let's just say pre-pandemic i'm sure it's like that now too but there's business everywhere it's just free enterprise just everybody's got set up they own their property they're doing this they're doing that in the metaverse that is infinite like it is it is an infinite thing and you do this without leaving your chair you do not move from your home or wherever you are, I mean, I imagine it's like you throw on some VR goggles and whatever you rock and roll. I mean, they're still working it out. They're doing everything. They're promoting it now, though. Uh, and and it's kind of crazy to think about. Uh, you know, like they have this thing in China called—it's more or less—I don't know if it's called this, but it's like a social credit score. And you you do good, you know, you're if you're a good citizen by their societal standards, which I mean. Inherently, their society is not necessarily bad. It's just ran and dictated by authoritarians. But the people there are just normal people trying to make the best out of their lives. And you just take it into consideration. It's like you do this if you you know you got a good social credit score. I mean, it's, it, it's pretty self-explanatory. You if you're you're. You have a good social credit score, then you stand a better chance of getting a better job. You stand a better chance of getting a loan. You stand a better chance of getting to move into a different neighborhood. They, like it's used, utilized for like a lot of things. Think about that though in the metaverse. So it's not necessarily right away. At least uh, it's not necessarily like you know life or death or anything like that. You know, but in order to. Go further in in the metaverse, or raise your st- your uh, charisma, if you will, in the metaverse. You have to do good things. You have to be active. You have to go and do this. You have to participate in different events, and different surveys, and different like social experiments within the metaverse. Uh, you know, obviously things are will be slower at first and then they'll speed up and then everyone will become acclimated it's the same way we all became acclimated with social media not everyone became acclimated with video games and not everyone has become acclimated with like real life socializing to the extent as maybe say you know some uh you know, 35 year old mom here in Mississippi might not be as acclimated to a social life or a work life the same way that someone in, say, Manhattan would. It's different. It's going to be different no matter what. But in the metaverse, everyone starts out on the same playing field. Um, and I mean, Facebook is Facebook, obviously. And if Facebook is the catalyst or the foundation or the jump off point for the metaverse which i'm quite sure they are going to do everything in their power to make sure that everyone gets on the metaverse like that that's going to be like the goal And if you think about where we were when, like, something like we first started to become acclimated to a social media, like, we didn't know how to explain ourselves on there, like, we didn't know how to act and talk, you know, it's just like you're sharing thoughts, and there certainly wasn't any vitriol. Maybe you would have a little bit of a complaint about your boss or a little bit of a complaint about, like, your parents or something like that, like, it was just like, oh. Wish I didn't have to go and rake the yard, or I wish I didn't have to go to work today because my boss is kind of a jerk. It didn't matter. None of that stuff mattered back in the day. But that, and that was also like the highest level of vitriol you'd see. Occasionally maybe somebody would be like, ah, oh, so happy to see the rebels lose. Old Miss. <laughs> you know, or something like that. And now it's become literally like, like, the battlefield (laughs) like you can't scroll down like too much without seeing somebody it is the end of the world uh we are and it's your fault like it's like it's the end of the world and it's your fault we're all screwed and damned to hell because of you and people just like you you catch what i'm saying i don't know it's kind of weird i'm not really sure how to feel about this metaverse thing uh but i'll tell you what man i'm not gonna lie i'm probably gonna sign up I'm probably gonna sign up as soon as they let they ask me to, because I'm gonna want to see what it's like, you know. I want to go in, plug me in, bro. It's like the Matrix. I'm telling you, look, th- th- every as every day goes by, I more increasingly can't help but feel like we're living in some kind of simulation already. Like I feel like we're already in. Like somebody just figured out. It's like when that guy figured out how to make the the calculator on Minecraft, like a functioning calculator. It's like he reached some new pinnacle. Like it was like, oh my god, how did I do this? It's like we're in a game right now and someone has figured out how to make another game. Like I learned today listening – I was listening to another podcast. I learned today that there is – they have a way to write code by just like saying, hey uh, – like just say for like a low fi video game. Like, hey, I want – they just type in have the person's shirt be red and their shirt becomes red. For those of you who don't know, that is not how code is written. Literally, I can use my words to translate into text, and in that text, the program, and the software, and the system will read Now, I don't have access to this, but this is a thing that can be done by humans. We'll read that text, and it will come to the, take everything possible it can to make that be a thing. And you can develop video games that way, you can develop animation that way. Like, you can type in something that you, a conversation that you would like, apparently there's a whole, there's a whole system out there that is literally just willing to use the voice of X amount of people to create a voice you've never heard. And it will say things. And it will have a conversation with you without you telling it what to say. And you can tell it which, oh, sorry. You can tell it which angle to have in an argument and it will approach you in such a way. Look, I say it all the time. But look it up. Just look it up. You guys have homework between now and next week. Yo, seriously though. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. Sorry it was a short one. But I'm really glad that you guys were able to join me. And I'm really happy to be here. Thank you to the guys at Deviant Behavior Radio. And don't forget you guys tune into Thursday nights at 9pm. That's... Thursday nights at 9 p.m. on DeviantBehaviorRadio.com. That is my show, Toxic Tunes and Trends, where we listen to music and we talk about stuff like this. The format is a little bit more like this episode of the podcast. So if you guys happen to be interested in the way I'm talking shit, and just so you guys know, Thursday nights, all the music is turn up. It's all rage music. It's either like heavy metal or it's some rap music or whatever it is. It's never... Some low-quality jams. Sometimes I, I play CKY on there. The I played that a couple of weeks back. And, man. Like, I don't know. It's like when the music's playing... I am just sitting here in my living room, like just banging my head, just like, ah, and it's like, there's nobody in here with me. Like, I've got to go to work in the morning, like those kind of scenarios, but it's, I love it. Thursday nights, 9 p.m., DV Behavior Radio, uh, plenty of other shows on there as well, on here, you know, you happen to be listening on DV Behavior Radio, Uh, but yeah. I appreciate you guys for your support. Don't forget to share this, and if you're listening to it on the DSPs, subscribe or whatever it is. Star it. Favorite it. Do that thing for me. Tell your friends about it. Look, I'm, I'm thinking about making another another – separation from myself and social media for a while. So I'm really trying to figure out the best way for me to keep you guys to continue to come back and listen and to continue to tell your friends. I cannot do it on my own. I am not that wealthy. If I was, I would just pay a $100,000 to just promote my mediocre podcast. But I need your guys' help. Uh, next week, we're going to have some guests on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. And uh yeah, once again, thank you guys for tuning in.